नमस्कार अखिलेश भार्गव वेलकम टू टेक्स ऑन बिजनेस एंड फाइनेंस विद मी द रियल स्टेट ऑफ द इंडियन इकोनॉमी रिमेन्स अ मैटर ऑफ कंसर्न एंड अ पॉइंट ऑफ डिबेट टू ईच पार्टी टू द आर्ग्यूमेंट prefers to see the situation from its own perspective and portfolio and maybe from its own posturing and politics too as expected the government likes to say that things on the economic front are not bad referring to india's gdp growth rate and its stable gst collections in particular but in saying so it overlooks the discomforting factors like an elevated inflation that we face like the record levels of current account deficit chronic unemployment a rising fiscal deficit and decelerating growth rates of the gdp the government often refers to the improvement in select high frequency indicators of its choice to claim that the macroeconomic trends are looking good in india overlooking the monthly ups and downs in those very high frequency indicators that it chooses to cite which show uncertainties in them the government likes to claim that exports are doing good ignoring the record levels of current account deficit that are emerging ignoring the dip in our merchandise exports and also ignoring the basic reality which is how can exports do good when the major markets for india's goods which is the usa and the eu are in a recession mode in its one sided approach to the issue the government likes to remind us that as per the international monetary fund india remains the fastest growing major economy in the world without reminding itself in turn that in each of its growth forecasts the imf has been sharply pruning india's growth forecast for this year so we may be the fastest growing economy but even our growth forecasts are being dipped by the imf consistently the government also gloats over the fact that our gst monthly collections have crossed rupees 1.4 lakh crores for the fifth consecutive month but the reality is that with weakening consumer demand these collections have relatively plateaued and will not increase significantly till the impact of the gst rate increases by the government kicks in the gst collections are not reflecting a rising consumer demand even if they may have crossed 1.4 lakh crores for the fifth consecutive month the government generally likes to talk relative and comparative when it speaks about the economy apparently avoiding an assessment of the economy in what we call absolute terms and what is conspicuously skirted by the government in this talk on the economy is solutions for the real challenges that the indian economy faces which is sustainable growth and a build up of jobs in order to battle chronic unemployment in india these are the real challenges that we face the government's case is often the view of a politician on the overall state of the indian economy and not that of a statesman the politician generally prefers to talk short term and about issues on the surface while what is truly needed is talking about the long term and deeper issues that afflict the economy and which hold back growth and which also burden the common man these issues are holding back india's potential growth and that is what we should be concerned about
We recently had the occasion to listen to two differing views on the current state of the Indian economy. One of the finance minister while speaking in the parliament and the other of the former Reserve Bank Governor Dr. Raghuram Rajan while speaking to the NDTV. The present state and direction of the Indian economy as per the finance minister, as per her speech in the parliament is that the first point she says is that there is no question of the Indian economy slipping into a recession or witnessing stagflation, even though several countries across the globe are facing enhanced risks of either a sharp slowdown in growth or a recession. She rules out the recession, she rules out the stagflation. She cites a Bloomberg survey to say that there is zero probability of India slipping into a recession. The second point, she then says that though the IMF etc. have downgraded the growth rates of economies, India each time has remained as the fastest growing economy. As per the IMF, India will grow at 7.4% in financial year 2023, which is the current financial year, as against the growth rate of 8.9% in the previous year, which the finance minister quotes. She then highlights that the pandemic and the Ukraine conflict have disrupted the global supply chains, which have driven up inflation globally and they have caused the slowdown in growth. She, however, says that due to various steps taken by the Reserve Bank and by the government, India is in a much better situation than most other nations. Further, she pointed out that India's GDP to government debt ratio stood at 86.9% in financial year 2022, which she said is much better than that of many other major nations which have triple-digit debt-to-GDP ratios. India's situation, she says, is much better on this front. The total development expenditure of the government between 2014 to 2022, she says, stood at Rs 90.9 lakh crores, as against Rs 49.9 lakh crores during 10 years of the UPA rule. And despite that, she says, there has been a decline in the central government's debt-to-GDP ratio in financial year 2022. The finance minister then pointed out that India's GSC collections crossed rupees 1.4 lakh crores for the fifth straight month. And she also referred to the good performance in certain select high-frequency indicators. To build up the feel-good factor further, she said that while the gross bad loan ratios for banks in India is at a six-year low of 5.9%, which is the NPA ratio of banks, in China, she said, however, 4,000 banks are reportedly on the verge of bankruptcy. And finally, while she conceded that retail inflation remained at about 7% in India, she however said that it was much lower than what many advanced economies were witnessing and that it is still much below the inflation which the Indian economy had to bear in the aftermath of the global financial crisis in 2008 and also after the tapered tantrums of 2013. She said that the government is open to initiating more measures to rein in inflation on top of the supply side steps already announced by it. That was her take on the Indian economy. We think that's a short-term view with a political tint on the Indian economy, where the thrust is largely comparative, which is that look at the poor condition of other economies and feel good 
about our own. Relatively, we certainly look good at the moment, but that's not what long-term growth about any economy is all about. A more long-term view with a larger picture in mind, therefore comes from the former Reserve Bank Governor, Dr. Raghuram Rajan, who says that India does have a higher growth than many other economies in the world. But he says, is this growth enough? He says that growth in India in the past few years has been insufficient to create the levels of employment that we absolutely need. Dr. Rajan says that we are growing faster than many other large economies, but we need more growth to create jobs that we need. According to him, we have not done enough. We need to do more as far as growth is concerned. The second point he makes is that India's growth rate of 7% is partly a rebound from the very bad growth a few years ago. The question is, as to how fast will we grow after this rebound phase gets over? He points out that JP Morgan and others have forecasted India's growth rate at 4 to 5% only after this rebound phase is over sometime in financial year 2023, which is of course extremely low. It's low because it's not going to create the kind of jobs that we need. 4 to 5% is not what India deserves and is capable of growing. He then says that a lot of the growth has been jobless in India. Jobs is the number one task for the economy. The real issue is how do we create jobs? Decent jobs that he says which get people out of low productive activity like agriculture. He further says that there are no shortcuts to getting good jobs. We need to increase the skill base of our economy by giving quality education to our people. If we create a skill base, jobs will start coming to India, according to Dr. Rajan. He emphasized the need for investments and said that the rules in India keep changing. The ease of doing business in India still needs improvement and quality infrastructure is missing to show that those are the reasons why investments still does not come into the country. He mentions that despite growth, capacity utilization in the country remains low. We thus need more demand going forward so that businesses feel more confident to make big investments in the country. The important thing is to get inflation under control. It remains high and beyond control. Dr. Rajan is not sure whether the inflation has peaked and there is hope that it will come down for sure, but he is not sure has it peaked. According to him, we are in difficult times. There is high inflation, growth is a big question and the challenge is to get strong, sustainable growth for which we need strong leadership and we need reforms. That's the view of Dr. Rajan. Every country today faces the challenges of surging inflation, currency volatility and recession or stagflation at the best. And that's due to the ongoing Ukraine war and the COVID lockdowns in India. Every nation is combating this situation by increasing interest rates, hoping to suppress inflation at the cost of bringing in recession. India has been no exception to this situation as it increases its interest rates in tandem with the US Fed and others. But the larger and serious issue that India faces is that of inadequate growth and jobless growth. We are not growing fast enough despite having the potential to do so and with our growth, jobs have not come through. 
If Dr. Rajan points out this burning issue, so do the likes of Anand Mahindra do so now. In his address to the recent annual general meeting of Mahindra Mahindra, he said that the government has announced plans to hire 1 million in government jobs by 2023. But then, given that we have a workforce of 900 million, there is a lot more to do, he points out. India has an unemployment rate of 6 of 7 to 8% because job growth has not kept pace with GDP growth in the country. Mr. Mahindra says that job creation is happening mainly at the lower end of the gig economy, which is drivers for Uber, delivery for Zomato, etc., which he says is not enough. Those are the issues, which is low growth and jobless growth that we think need to be bothered about. We need to be bothered about and they need to be discussed and talked in the parliament, which is unfortunately missing. Things may look good comparatively, but that's certainly not enough. India needs to grow faster. We need our jobs back. We need to ensure that all these millions of youth who sit unemployed today get gainful employment. And those are matters to really discuss. And this is where our long-term growth and prosperity would really come. This is Akhilesh Bhargav signing off till we meet again. Namaskar.